Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood. It was created in our kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, and it all started with a simple idea. What began as Laird's secret for long-lasting energy on the waves is now Laird Superfood, offering a full range of delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and more. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 and save 20% on your first order. Coach, I wanted to ask you specifically to Daniel and uh, Darius Slayton, who came into the league together, built up some chemistry. Is chemistry, you know, when you look at systems, offensive systems change throughout the years, different concepts and whatnot, but what elements of chemistry can carry over from year to year to year, regardless of, um, you know, the the system? I think a lot. Um, You know, those guys work a lot together uh, during the week and then you know in the off season um, they throw a lot after practice and again reading a receiver's body language and having trust in in them that they're going to be where they're supposed to be and you know make a play uh, on the ball when you throw it to them I think is is really important in quarterback play and receiver or just let's just call it skill play um, you know that's really the passing game there's you, know, you can get some zone coverages, which we got yesterday, and um, we got some man coverages like you do every week. So one is having a confidence that, that your player as a quarterback is going to you know, beat the player that he's going against or in zone, uh, that they're going to be you know, reading it the right way, giving the head turn the right way, knowing when to let it go. Um, so the more you can do that uh, with the skilled players as a quarterback, I think the, the more trust develops. And that's really what the passing game is. That's where it all starts. And can that chemistry kind of elevate a, a receiver's game, do you think, more so than, than maybe skill to a degree? Um, it's probably a combination of both. I think, you you know, again, there's a lot of things that need to go right in terms of, uh, of the passing game, but, but certainly the person throwing it and the person catching it, um, you know, it starts there. So you know, we'd like to have – many talented players as we can that have good chemistry with one another. The only way you get that is by practicing, being out there, and, and doing as much as you can do to, to improve that area. Thank you. You got it. Dan Duggan. Hey, Brian. You said um, after the game that you have to throw it 60 times, you'll throw it 60 times. Like It's week to week. But you guys have kind of settled into a pretty steady, run-heavy game plan week to week. Just curious, like, the process of coming to that point, like, what goes into, like, how did you figure out that that was the best path for this team to win games? Sure, I think it starts, you know, after after you go through the, the coaches and, and the players right now are meeting, going through our game. Um, you know, you make the corrections you need to make on our game, and then, you know, you sit down with the, the advanced scout, you go through the scouting report of, of the team you're about to play, and, again, you want to, Try to use your your players' uh, strengths the best you can. And again, it's week 11. I think we have a, a fair a fair idea of, of what some of those are. Uh, but then you you know the the coaches sit down. They they watch the opponent. They go through. They have a lot of discussions. Um, you know, I'll give 
you know, when I'm looking at it, Dan, I'm looking at it, you know, holistically in terms of the kicking game, defense and offense, and just how I think we need to play the game to win. Not, you know, as a coordinator, it's a little bit different. When I was a coordinator, you want to obviously score as many points as you can. You're not really focused on the other areas of, of, the, of the team. Um, so I'll give them, you know, my thoughts on, on what I think we need to do collectively to win. And then they, you know, they do a good job of communicating with each other and, and coming up with whatever that might be. It could be, you know, the certain type of run or the certain type of pass we, we want to use. Um, and then everything is, you know, talked about, put in, and then we go through situations of, of what we like. And then I think ultimately at the end of the day when you're calling a game, you get a, a feel for how the game's going. Um, let's just call it after the first quarter. You know, there's a lot of things that happen in the first quarter where it's they're kind of schemed up, maybe they're game plan things, and then usually the game settles in and you got to do a good job of, of kind of figuring that out of how you want to play and, and the things you want to use. Now, if I ask one more sure. on Saquon, I think pass protection had been viewed as a weakness really early in his career. What have you seen from this year? What has he gotten better from, I guess, maybe he's on film? Yeah, well, I think he, he's he's sound in, in his assignment, knows, knows who to block and, and – He's getting there. Um, certainly, we can still improve in that area. Um, I'm sure there's a few plays that he'd like to have back. He got in the way. The biggest thing in pass protection is not letting the, the person you're responsible for make the play on, on the quarterback. Uh, and he's done that. Uh, but there's certain things that, that we can correct on, you know, not just Saquon, but all the backs on, on how we like to get it done. Thanks. Yep, you got it. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano. And we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> Brian, Sean Levy. Hey, Brian, how are you? Hey, Ryan, good. How are you? Good. Uh, I'm wondering how you feel your offensive line is playing and if you could possibly allow yourself to look ahead for a moment to an area where you had nine, eight guys that you trusted yesterday and you could get Bredesen, Lemieux, and... Evan Neal back, and all of a sudden you have experienced starters on the bench. What kind of luxury that is? Yeah, and depth, depth at that position. I think we talked about this last week. Depth at that position is is always critical, and I would say it's critical, you know, in November and December. Um, and I think you know some of our guys are getting healthy. We'll see where where Shane is this week. Um, you know, I think Ben is is getting a little bit better. Evan's getting better. Um, so it's it's good to be is. is you know, healthy as we can be. Certainly not there yet, but but moving in that direction. And, um, you know, that's the foundation of an offense is the, the offensive line play. Um, five guys or sometimes six, sometimes seven, sometimes eight working together as one. Um, I think our, our, our guys up front have improved, you know, from a week-to-week -week basis. Um, 
I think they understand what we're trying to get done. It's it's never going to be perfect. You're playing against some really good defensive linemen, and things happen. But uh, I think we're making progress, and it's good to have you know as many of them out there as we can. Duncan asked you about their run game. Uh, we give Saquon his due credit all the time. How good an offensive line? Like, did you guys build an offensive line thinking we're going to run the ball? We want really good run blockers. Does this happen to be that most of these guys' strengths? Not to knock their pass blocking, but did most of these guys seem to be better run blockers? Was that the idea, or is that a fortunate coincidence? Yeah, no, I think we just try to find the best guys that we thought, you know, at that particular time fit our system and uh, that we thought were good football players. Look, those guys, uh, it's a tough job. It's a, it's a lot easier, as, as an offensive lineman would say, going forward than it is backwards when you have, you know, those guys rushing at you. Um, so, again, you know, our guys, you know, they got to they got to do everything, just like every offensive lineman in the league has to. They got to pass protect. They got to run block. They got to be good on the screen game, the perimeter game. They got to communicate well. Um, so it wasn't just set. Let's just get a bunch of run blockers because I don't think you can you can do it that way. You have to find guys that can can do both. And you know, I think our guys have steadily improved. And um, you know, we're still working at it, and we'll continue to do that. Paul Schwartz. Hey, Brian. Hey, Paul. How are you? Hey, good, good. good. Uh, you mentioned before that, um, you know, as a coordinator, you, um, you know, your main concentration is you want to score points. Um, is the way this team is playing on offense this year more conducive to you as a head coach than it is a coordinator? You were a coordinator a lot more than you were a head coach, and the way this team is, is winning, uh, not scoring a lot of points, is it, like, great for the head coach, but you might have dealt with it differently as a coordinator? Uh, no, I just like to win. Um, you know, that's the name of the game. It's hard to do that in this league. Um, and whatever we need to do for that week, um, you know, you always put the team first, whether you're a play caller or um, obviously I'm the head coach now. But, you know, our whole objective is to do what we need to do that week to give ourselves a chance, uh, coach and play well. And uh, that's really all my focus is on. Do you think there will be a time this year when um, you will need to throw it to win? Um, 35, 40 times. I mean, you really haven't had to this year. Yeah. Um, do you think you will? And, and is this offense built to do that if need be? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you, you practice that each week. You you know, you're ready and you try to be as ready as you can in every situation. And I think you just take each game as they come and, you know, coach and play the way you need to play for that week. Thanks. You got it. Jordan Renan. Hey, Brian. Hey, Jordan. Jordan. Uh, first, real quick, did you, did, you, did you guys come out of that game healthy, or is there anything major that came out of that? No, I think we're we're in pretty good shape, you know, after that game. And, well, I mean, we'll see on Wednesday, but I think it'll be, you know, probably a little bit similar to what it was last week. You know, Bellinger's making progress, Evans making progress, you know, some bumps and, and bruises here and there, but um, really fairly healthy. With Dexter Lawrence, like every stat, you know, every metric you could find shows that his pass rush has been significantly more successful this season. I'm wondering what you attribute to that. Like, is there anything significantly different that he's doing or you guys are doing with him that have made this possible? Well, he's a good football player. Um, and I think that, you know, give credit to the player first and foremost. I think he's worked hard at his craft since I've been here. He's a great teammate, um, great leader, uh, 
and he's done a good job of, of getting better and improving his craft. So he gets, you know, most of the credit. But I think that, you know, Coach Patterson and Coach Cox, you know, have done a great job with, with really all our defense alignment, with, with really every single one of them. They're uh, fantastic coaches, very good technique coaches, have a lot of experience. I think they've, you know, helped the players improve. Um, I think the players are, are very uh, thankful that they have that, those two guys as their coaches. Um, so it's it's been a good match. How much does maybe him being lined up over the center as sort of a, a straight nose tackle you think benefit him in that regard? Yeah, no, I mean the, the he's a load, you know, and the, the centers whether they have their head down or they have him up, they still got to execute the snap. And um, you know we've been playing him there. We've we've you know haven't have moved him around maybe as much as he's been moving around in the past. Um, but I think he's been very effective with. With what we've asked him to do, obviously we have certain packages where you see him in different spots and things like that. But um, you know he's done a good job, really wherever he's lined up this year for us. Um, you know he's a very good teammate for us, and you know he's he's doing a good job. What's up? I'm John Wall, and I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. game. <laughs> Tom Rock. Brian, I don't, I don't know how much uh, you pay attention to what guys say in the locker room to you know to the media to us after the games during during the week, uh, but I don't know if if what Kenny you know we had a conversation with Kenny yesterday what you what you thought about his answers, and if you had a conversation with him about what his role is going to be moving forward. Uh, I have conversations with our guys all the time. I'll keep those, you know, private. Um, again, all I expect these guys to do is come in on on Wednesday, learn from the tape. Go out to practice, have a good week of practice, and then we'll, you know, by the end of the week, we'll decide where where everybody fits, and um, you know, that's how we approach it, Tom. Um, really, not much more than that. Art Stapleton. Hey, Brian, how's it going? Good, Art. How are you? Good. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, obviously going into last week's game with Xavier out, there was so much talk about. Uh, communication and relaying the signals, whether it would be Julian, whether it be somebody else. Now that you're out of the game, how would you assess how that entire process went? And do you anticipate sticking the same way moving forward to the next game uh, based on what you observed yesterday? You're talking about with Julian as a green dot wear? Yeah, and, and just in terms of the communication. Yeah, you no. Know. That may have changed. I got you. No, it was good. Julian did a great job, um, like he did all week leading up to it. Um, you know, he understands our system, and I think he's a really good communicator. He's intelligent. Um, I think it was it was smooth, uh, really, from from his point to the second level of defense to the defensive line. I think those guys 
you know, did a good job of communicating throughout the game. And, you know, obviously he's the one that's that's wearing the green dot and it starts with him. Thanks. You got it. Tom Kahneman. Hey, Brian. Hey, Tom. Uh, I have a quick question. Is there any more of your children who have a birthday coming up and have they asked you to make the playoffs? Um, no, the next the next birthday in our house is January twenty seventh. That's her, that's our oldest daughter. So um, has she asked you to go to the Super Bowl? No, no, she knows she's she's going to be eighteen. She knows how the, the routine works. So, um, yeah, the little one was was happy yesterday. Um, so so was I because she was. I guess I'm kind of beating around the question, but I mean, have you let the playoffs get into your thought pattern yet? No. Again, um, it's it's fairly easy not to let that happen. Uh, you know, maybe when I was first younger, starting out in this league, you know, in 2000, 2001. Um, I remember 2000. We were um, what was a record five and eleven, I think. And then we started out one and three, and you know each game we, we built a little bit of momentum. And you know I'm a young coach, and then the next year we don't make the playoffs, and then the two years after that we win two more Super Bowls. And I'm thinking, boy, this is, you know, when you're younger a little bit and just starting out, I think maybe you think about things like that. And now it's it's a God's honest truth. You just worry about the next day, uh, the meeting we're just having practice I know it's boring but that's that's the truth um, you have to focus and stay in the moment because um, it really doesn't matter this there's so much games to be played and um, you know it's it's good to be seven and two but again it'll humble you really quick um, when you start worrying about the wrong things or thinking about the wrong things to me in this business thank you yep Chris Bissignano good afternoon coach hey Chris how are you Good, man. Um, Good. I'm just curious. Obviously, Detroit is your focus Sunday, but you do have a game four days later on Thanksgiving. Yeah. So as a first-year head coach, can you do you start peeking into Dallas a little bit before Sunday, or how? Or do you wait to Sunday night? How are you going to approach it? Yeah, I think you know you you get a you know I've had a routine here the last few years of um, you know playing on Thursday night games, and it's you know you you get your work done for. Um, you know the, the opponent you're playing this particular week, and then um, when things settle down toward the end of the week, you, you know there's no other way to do it than to to start getting ahead on the next team. Um, you know, and that's not meetings and, and big elaborate meetings. That's just you know position coaches having to stay a little extra and, and putting some work in uh, because there's only so many time and so much time in a day that you got to be you know you got to be ready to go once that that other game is. You know they'll be working in here after uh, no Sunday, uh, after we play. But um, I think right now the focus for call it today all the way through, you know Friday evening is is really where we got to stay at. Um, but there's a whole there is definitely scheduling processes and conversations that need to be had to make sure you're prepared um, the way you think your team needs to be prepared. That's physically and mentally. Thank you. Yep. We'll take two more, Bob Brookover and then Pat Leonard. Hey, Brian. Um, hey, Bob. You had an obviously animated conversation with Jack Anderson after the, the false start. What what makes you feel like you have to communicate in, in that way in that moment? Uh, what's, the, what's the 
purpose behind it? I don't know. I don't think about it. Um, yeah, you see it. You see it after, and you're like, I wish I didn't do that. Uh, sometimes, uh, but I, you know, I wear my emotions on my sleeve, um, and I've told Jack that. You know, I've. I talk to my players all the time or my coaches. You know, there's you know, some things I just I'd like to help, but I can't help sometimes. Probably how I was raised. Um, I'll even get that way with myself, Bob. I talk to myself when I, I think I make a dumbass decision or do something that I shouldn't have done. Um, so, again, I just I don't think about it. It just happens naturally. And, um, you know, we're in a critical situation in the game. and. And fourth and fourth and one that we were, you know, going to go for it. And again, I understand mistakes happen, and um, I got a lot of confidence in Jack, just like I do all the other players. But you know, at that particular time, I just, you know, I'm not happy, and you know, whatever I say, I say, and then I think I apologize later. Do you think it's good sometimes to try to get your message across that way? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I just, I don't know. Um, at that particular time, probably, yeah. Uh, I just, you know, I don't pretend to, I just, I don't, I just, whatever I'm feeling, I do, Bob. And, and I think you kind of alluded to this. Do you, you, you always, do you feel, always feel the need to circle back? And, and Yeah, no, no doubt about that because it's such a, it's a relationship driven business too. Um, look, I've made plenty of mistakes and I'm, I'm hard on myself. So, I understand that got caught on camera. Do do, do I like it? No. Um, you know, do, there's times where I say, "Man, I'd, I wish I was a little bit more laid back." Probably, um, but again, that's that's me. You've never yelled back at yourself, have you? Oh yeah, probably yeah. <laughs> I don't mind when other guys yell back either. <laughs> Thank you. Yep. Last one here, Pat Leonard. Hey, Brian, just wondering if uh, John Feliciano is going to be able to practice this week or if he'll be limited only because he, he seemed like he was laboring late in the game. Yeah. No, I, yep. No, I think he'll be good, Pat. Yep. I think so. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Have you ever wished that you had a whiter and brighter smile? Smile Actives is a safe and affordable alternative to expensive whitening procedures. You simply add Smile Actives gel to your toothpaste every time you brush your teeth, making it the easiest teeth whitening solution out there. In a clinical trial, Smile Actives users reported up to five shades whiter on average, all within seven days. No change to your routine, no extra time. Right now, they are running a buy one, get one offer. Hurry to smileactives.com iHeart today to receive this special offer with free shipping and handling.